Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. I trust that as you stay tuned today, you will be blessed and inspired. I'll be speaking from the theme, Upside Down, Downside Up. Stay tuned and be blessed. Obviously, Luke is providing for us a window that we may view the life of the intrepid missionaries that so did their work of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ that Artemis the historian tells us that by the close of the by the close of the first century without emails without Facebook without our modern technology there were 500,000 believers or 500,000 Christians in the world because of their work the church has a long history of growth and of contribution to the world and so the man by the name of William Ashley Sunday he's better known to us as Billy Sunday a popular American baseball player and an outfielder in the National League he got converted became a Christian and became also a celebrated evangelist in the Christian church this all took place the first two decades of the 20th century I'm referring to him because of what he declared this was his declaration this world that is wrong side up needs to be turned right side up now he said that in his era I have to say the same thing in our era I say ditto this world that is wrong side up needs to be turned right side up. Is there any doubt but that our present world is in a state of being wrong side up? Or upside down? Socially, politically, economically, governmentally medically and even religiously our world is in a state of flux our world is in a state of disarray our world is 
evidencing being out of order. Yes, it's happening here in Bermuda, but it's also happening in Berlin. Yes, it's happening in Manhattan. It's also happening in Moscow. It's happening in the United States, yes, and it's happening in the United Kingdom. Our world is in a state of flux. Our world is in a state that has been described here as being upside down. You know, just the other day, I was thinking. Now, I'm not going to mention my age, but I've been around here for a little while. But what I found out was that what was positive all these generations and what was negative all these generations there's been a flip of the script because now when you go and get tested or COVID test if you are positive You're sick. But if you're negative, you're okay, got going. You're all right. Am I right? I'm saying, what has happened? Things that we have held traditionally in terms of our moral code, our moral standards. Our social behaviors, our values, our principles that has been the mainstay for a well-ordered life and a well-ordered community. It's now all over the place. So we don't know what wrong is anymore or what is right. Because when you assert what has been right, today you're considered archaic you're considered out of touch but my god what is right what is wrong so we have things up side down you remember in Haggai's day uh, chapter 2 verse 4 things were needing attention God's house was being neglected and the people were comfortable with that. Uh, uh, during Hagar's time, uh, uh, the people had more interest in doing for themselves and developing and maintaining their own house but neglecting God's house. Whenever we put our affairs ahead of God's affairs, it's upside down. And so life is in a state of being upside down. This message has three major points in it. One, the abused. Two, the accused. And three, confused. Stay tuned and be blessed through this word 
of putting the downside right side up. They had that testimony when they showed up in Thessalonica. You're not ready for the next assignment if you don't have a testimony from the previous assignment because the previous assignment was the one that you needed to have in order to get to the next one. That's the way it operates. And so now they are there, but they also had another testimony. The other testimony that they had was that we were preaching one day and this girl just kept getting around, coming around, getting on my nerves. I'm saying it, and she's saying it, and I'm saying it, and she's saying it. I'm saying it, and she's saying it. When they came through, they had a testimony that there was a girl that he had to rebuke. And he rebuked her and kept right on going. Now watch this. <laughs> a woman got saved, and the jail they put them into the very jailer got saved and his whole house. The woman who was a businesswoman that got saved, the Bible said, and her household. Okay, so here's a testimony. I don't know what you came in here with today, but you ought to come in here with a testimony. You ought to be able to come in here to say, the Lord did this for me, or the Lord did that for me, or the Lord did this for my brother, or the Lord did that for my sister, or the Lord. You ought to have a testimony. Because that's what feeds your worship. When they came in with a testimony, they were really talking about what the Lord has done. A testimony is an announcement of history. It's what I've already come through. You don't have a testimony unless you've been through it. You, you don't have a testimony unless you've experienced it. And so this is what makes them qualified to come now to Thessalonica. So as they arrive in Thessalonica and they're in the will of God, let's give Paul and Silas a hand because they made it a long way and they've come through a lot to get there. A lot of folk want to be in leadership, but they don't want to travel. They don't want to go through a process that qualifies them. You don't become a leader just because you got an idea in your head. You become a leader because you have proven yourself through this situation, through that situation, and through the other situation, and now you're qualified. Am I right? That's the way God operates. And it's the same thing in the political sphere, the same thing in education, the same thing in medicine, the same thing in everything. We've got to qualify. But the thing about it is that as they launched out and finally arrived in Thessalonica with all that they have come through, they go straight to the synagogue. And he begins to teach and preach. And he's using the system of alleging. In other words, having conversation and asserting. And he was using the scriptures. And he was using the scriptures because in the scriptures you have the gospel. 
And a lot of folk don't know that. You don't have to wait till you get to the New Testament to get the gospel. Okay? Because when you read in the Old Testament, you have the gospel, and it's set in the cast of what is known as shadows of great things. The gospel is there. So he used the Bible to teach them that Jesus Christ had to come, and he had to die, and he had to be buried, and he had to rise again. And because he came and rose again, it qualifies him to be the Christ. That's why when we say Jesus Christ, we're really saying Jesus was the man shaped like you. Jesus was the man made of flesh. Jesus was the man who was the seed of the woman. Oh, but when he died and rose again, he answered the requirements to be the Christ. So I don't care what you say about it this morning. I not only serve Jesus, I serve Jesus Christ. Okay, so, so, so when you start to preach Jesus Christ, <laughs> get ready to be, watch this, get ready to be abused. I say abused. Say with me, abused. Anybody in here knows what it means to be abused? Especially when you haven't done the wrong thing and you're still abused. Because they were being abused because they preached Jesus. Didn't you see that? It says that he was opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and to be risen. Watch this now. Whom I preach unto you. He's the Christ. I don't care how many religious leaders come down the pipe. There's only one Jesus Christ. You hear me? We can have our denominations, sectarian, all that kind of stuff. I said there's only one Jesus Christ. In fact, there's only one God who is above us all and in us all and through us all. One Lord, one faith. I'm going to get some people who will agree with me this morning. I said one Lord and one faith and one baptism. So you can put whatever name you want on the building. There's only one God. You can come up with your doctrinal differences or as we used to say in theology, your doctrinal distinctiveness. You can have all of that. But there's still only one God. One Lord. One face. One Jesus Christ. You need to give God praise for Jesus the Christ. Well, I trust you've been blessed through this message and that you have observed that indeed there are times when there will be some abuse. There will be times when you'll be accused falsely. And there may even be times when you'll be confused in your mind and heart and wondering how is this going to work out? But isn't it something that God already had a plan to get the missionaries out of the city. He will get you out of your situation as well. So until next time, when I come to you with more biblical 
principles for contemporary living. May God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.